Welcome to the Inspiration Show podcast with your host, Natalie Ledwell. If you'd like to tune into the Inspiration Show TV channel and watch all of the episodes, as well as receive six pre-made mind movies valued at $234, please go to www.theinspirationshow.tv. Today on the show, Matt Bogg shares an invaluable daily practice on how to complete your most important projects in record time. So keep watching. Hi, I'm Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show and today my special guest is the amazing Mr. Matt Boggs. Hi. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> now Matt is here, uh, he lives a life of passion and so he very much qualifies for our Passion Peeps section. Um, and uh, he has had quite an interesting upbringing. Um, his mum is the, the amazing Mary Morrissey, uh, who you may know from the 11 Forgotten Laws with Bob Proctor and, and many other ventures that she's been doing. Um, so, Matt, what I want to get you to do first is mm -hmm. just to start with your background and your story and, and leading up to what you're doing now. <laughs> well, I don't know if you grew up in a personal development family, but in my family, we weren't given Dr. Seuss to read. You right. know, we were given books like uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Babies <laughs> and Think and Grow Teeth or Rich Diaper, Poor Diaper. <laughs> we were, you know, we were constantly bathed in, you know, you become what you think about most mm -hmm. and uh, that we get to control our emotions with our thoughts. We create what it is that we want. So it was as irritating as that was as a young kid because <laughs> we could never get away with anything. It was very much in my advantage growing up because I learned to take responsibility for my results. Right. And, um, and I was told that I could create anything that I wanted. Mm -hmm. And so what I began to search for in my life was what was I most passionate about and what did I care most about? What really lit me up? How did I, when did I feel most alive? And it was when I was studying and teaching on love and relationships. Mm -hmm. And I've always been a romantic guy. I've always had a passion for understanding how to make that work. And it probably was both um, a passion and a driving force that comes from from some pain in my life as well. I don't know um, if you've heard the quote from Michael Beckwith, but he says, in life, we're either push, we're pushed by pain until we're pulled by a vision. Right. And for me, initially, my passion got ignited with some very in intense emotional, emotional pain. Right. And my parents divorced when I was 14 years old, and it rocked my world, because they had been married for 27 years, told me they were soulmates, and um, I remember after they got divorced, deciding that I was going to shut down my heart, deciding that this is not going to work for me. I'm, I'm going to learn from this. And the only way I can really keep myself safe is to keep relationships at an arm's length yep. and really not let them in. And that's the way I did relationships all the way through high school, all the way through college. And then when I was in graduate school getting my master's degree in education, my mom called me up and said, hey, I think you should spend some time with your grandparents. Your grandfather uh, has been diagnosed with terminal cancer and you should spend some time with them. And uh, so I said, all right, I'll do that. And it was the first time in my life that I'd ever seen what a lifelong love story looks like. Right. They'd been married 63 years and they were still crazy about one another. And so for the really the precious time that I spent with them before he passed away, every Thursday we would go on this 
adventures, uh, search for a great lunch destination. Yeah. <laughs> they would call these the adventures with the professor because I was yeah. starting to become a teacher. And so we would go out and we'd, uh, you know, visit Mike's Pumpkin Milkshakes or Duger's Clam Chowder. And, and they started to tell me their story about how they fell in love. And I reconnected to that place in me that wanted that for myself. Mm. And also I wanted to discover how couples who had been married over 40, 50, 60 years, how they stayed together. What were the common principles that they were practicing that made love last? which uh, that became my mission in life. Right. Is to study that and share that with the world to help them increase the love in their hearts. Okay. Because my, my next question uh, for Passion Peeps is normally how there's like one event or there's like fine threads, a series of events that get you from, well, what do I do? What is my passion? What, where do I go from here? To something so specific. Um, so obviously spending that time with your grandparents, was that for you? Yes, it was seeing the contrast. It was seeing my parents divorce. And I'll, just to clue you in, I grew up on a farm in Oregon. I'm a farm boy. I was right. born on the farm, not even in a hospital. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and uh, after my, my dad's brothers lived on the farm, all my aunts and uncles, and, and as soon as my parents divorced, within three weeks, both sets of my aunts and uncles decided that they were going to get a divorce. So it was this massive relationship marriage bomb that exploded in my world. And so it was that then coupled years later with seeing my grandparents. And there's one moment, you talk about a series of events, there was one moment that literally changed the trajectory of my life. And we were antiquing. Right. We were hunting for <laughs> antiques. My grandma loves it, her favorite pastime. And I was locking the car door. They're shuffling up the sidewalk in front of me. And it was an ordinary day. And I'd seen this scene a thousand times, but for whatever reason on this particular day, something shifted in me and the surroundings around them became background and they became foreground and when I looked at them I could see the love between them mm. and they transcended the relationship from grandparents to grandson and here they were as I saw them as these two kids who had fallen in love over six decades ago and here they were still crazy about one another and I remember saying to myself man that's the marriage I want to have in my life mm. That's what I want for me. Yep. And so it was that why. You know, we talk about having a why in your life. It was that why for me, wanting that, that caused me to completely alter my life and go on a crazy wild 12,000-mile adventure searching yeah. <laughs> for America's greatest marriages. Right, awesome. And we're going to talk about it a little bit later as well. But um, uh, And, you know, you have also have an amazing website and, and a product out called uh, um, Cracking the Man Code. That's right. Which we're going to talk about in a minute too because I have a lot of female friends that would love to hear about that. But, um, you know, and you have, you, you help Mary with her business, you've got your own business, you've got your online stuff happening, um, and you're, you're quite successful. Mm -hmm. And in my experience, I find that success doesn't just happen. Right. You know, successful people have a specific routine or specific daily habits that they mm. have to keep them on track. Oh, nice, yeah. So what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis to keep you on track? It's <laughs> funny you ask that. I actually have a, it's a, I call it a prosperity tool, but it's a one sheet. And on this one sheet, I have different categories. And every morning, I get up and I write down, and the first is my goal, my vision. And it starts with, I am so happy and grateful now that I am a million-dollar author spending 80% of my time in my zone of genius, mm -hmm. which is doing what I love to do, speaking, teaching, writing. Uh, so that's my goal. And then I have the next level down are the people that I need to reach out to. 
and the people that I'm waiting on, that I'm waiting to hear back from. And then the next scale down is uh, my big rocks, basically the big projects or the campaigns that I'm working on. And so I always have them in front of me, and then below that are the tasks that need to get done on each of those. And I try to only write the ones that I can, like the most important task that I can do that day to move that project forward. If I sit back and think, okay, what is the single greatest task that I could do that would move this particular project forward? If I'm writing my book or if I'm developing an online, if I want to launch my, uh, my crack in the man code product, let's mm -hmm. say, um, you know, what can I do to move that forward? Because right. I've, I've spun my wheels a lot. And uh, you know, looked up and say, why am I? Why is there no income coming in? Why is why am I not moving my business forward? And it's because I've gotten too much of my time focused in being busy, yes. but not productive. I know it's annoying, isn't it? Like you can get through days, like weeks, and you look back and go, what did I accomplish this week? Yeah. You know, because there's no clear. I was vision. working hard. <laughs> I was working exactly, hard. Exactly. I was busy. Yeah, twelve you know? <laughs> hours. But nothing happened. Yeah, awesome. Okay, now my next question for you is that, um, and you, you probably hear this quite a bit as well, um, is that the number one question I get asked a lot is, how do I stay positive when everything around me is negative? Mm. Now, when people are like consumed in such a negative situation, like, you know, lack of money, how can they, you know, visualize an abundance when, you know, when they haven't got enough money to pay the bills? I give you two words. Yeah. Mind movies. Right. That's how you do it, right there. Well, and to that, and obviously I'm having fun, but to that credit, it's like anything else that we do in life. It's uh, eating. You know, how do we get healthier? Is we put healthy stuff in our bodies. How do we stay more positive? We put positive stuff in our in our minds, and it's what we're reading. It's what we're listening to. It's what who we're hanging out with. I'm very very careful who I let in my intimate surrounding world. I pick my friends like I pick my business partners. Yep. People I love to hang out with, people who are having a good time in their own lives. And I, the, one of, uh, I love the law of proximity, which states that our, av our income will be the average of the five people that we hang out with the most. Mm. And it's because the reason we like them is because we think like they do. Yes. And we're thinking along the same lines. And that, those lines have certain size ideas that are accessible at that particular frequency. Yeah. And so um, what I do, I know this for myself, music is a big key for me to stay positive. Mm -hmm. You know, something that can emotionally charge me up. And then uh, calling people for support. I have a mastermind group that I call for support. And uh, it took me a while to get there because... I'm sure, like you, you're a successful individual. It's hard to let someone else know that stuff isn't going well. Yes. You know, it's hard. It's embarrassing. You know, it's like I should be further down the road than I shouldn't be having this issue. But to have people you can call and say, "Yeah, I'm having this issue," and to have them lift you up and encourage you, for me, that's made all the difference. Yeah, it's awesome. Okay, so I have one last question for you. Okay. And it may be hard to narrow this down to one thing. Okay. But if you could leave people watching the video today with one piece of advice that they could implement today that's going to facilitate a positive change in their life, what would that one thing be? Well, I'm going to go with the first thing that came to my mind, mm -hmm. and it's what caused me to want to marry my wife the moment I knew I was in love with this woman. Mm -hmm. And I think it's what connects us to individuals. And so this one thing will serve you whether you're in, bi in business relationships and it will absolutely serve you in your personal relationships and your romantic relationships and it's authenticity. Mm. Being an authentic person, being real with the people that we're talking with, the people we're doing business with, and our relationships, and that means that showing people who you really are. Yep. 
and liking who you really are, knowing who you really are, and get to this place where I, I am down with me, and if other people don't like me, it's okay. Yeah. Not everyone's gonna like me, but I like me, and so that way you're in this space where you can really show who you really are, and I think that's what really resonates with people. Absolutely. It's too much hard work. You know, trying not to being be authentic. <laughs> right. <You're laughs> trying to be, you know, you think, oh, I've got to keep up with what's going on. What did I tell these people? If you're authentic and you're just coming from a place of honesty all the time, it, it makes the world a difference and life is easier. Easier. So much less <laughs> energy burnt in all. Exactly. <laughs> um, thank you so much for answering those questions. You've had some great answers there. Now, we, um, we were touched before on cracking the man code, right. which is what your passion is at the moment mm -hmm. and what you're, what you're doing now. So can you tell us a little bit about this project you're working on? Absolutely. Cracking the man code came out of the desire where I was speaking on Project Everlasting and I had so many women coming to me saying, you know, this is nice, you're teaching me how to make love last, but what I want to know is where is my man right now? Mm -hmm. Like, I want to meet him now. And so Cracking the Man Code, I have a whole background in pre-med and biology. Cracking the Man Code goes into understanding the internal workings of men, mm -hmm. not just mentally, emotionally, spiritually, but biochemically, how we're wired up, how we fall in love, because it's very different than women, mm -hmm. how our attraction triggers get flipped, because it's very different for women, how we will move into a committed relationship, all of that, because my goal is to help people connect and to really help them experience the thriving relationships that they want. Right. So at Cracking the Man Code, uh, I've created three high content free videos that are a gift from me to you that uh, I put on that website. So. And right. if you want to go and check that out, that's that's a gift for you. So that's crackingthemancode.com? Crackingthemancode.com, correct. Awesome. And remember, you can also click on the banner at the side there. That'll take you through to that site. Well, thank you for joining me today, Matt. Uh, we're actually going to record another video because Cracking the Man Code is some amazing information that I want to get to into. And I'm sure that we have a lot of women out there that would like to understand, you know, how do I find this guy? I have so many female friends here in the U.S. that are, that are single and they're amazing women, I, you know. So um, we'll, we'll record another video on that. So guys, um, please share the information. I encourage you to share this video by clicking the Facebook and Twitter share buttons above. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you um, put your email in the box above there because we'll send you the six pre-made My Movies and we'll keep you up to date with all of the upcoming shows. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously, and love without limits. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Inspiration Show podcast with Natalie Ledwell. Remember, if you'd like to check out the Inspiration Show TV channel and watch videos of all the episodes, as well as receive six pre-made mind movies valued at $234, please go to www.theinspirationshow.tv.